Welcome into episode 13 of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. I am your co-host, Connor Hendrickson. Missed my co-host, Tanner Sandell, this week, but was so thankful to have Mr. John Stewart, a.k.a. Mr. 64, come down to Nashville to chat um, before our event, the Salute at Vinnie Links, that happened last Thursday. Um, we got to chat a little bit about just some club stuff, some fine details, um, skipped kind of what is going off on in the world of golf. If you want to hear stuff about that, then you can uh, tune in to No Laying Up. They, they're doing a great job covering everything. Um, but we, we don't talk about that. We're a roost podcast, not a golf podcast. If you guys have any direct questions, then we'll answer it. But um, until then, we just talk about high cotton club stuff, and we're going to keep it that way. Um, so talked about our events that happened last Thursday and Sunday. So keep it with a grain of salt that those events have already happened. We'll post some updates on our Instagram here soon. So stay tuned for that. But really had a good job. A good time, excuse me, talking with Mr. John Stewart about his involvement with the High Cotton Classic, how he first got involved, and he and I didn't know each other before the High Cotton Classic, and now you know we're we're good friends. So it's cool to see how that's happened and how our mission of bringing like-minded folks together through the game of golf to form friendships, new playing partners has really come to fruition, and it's awesome to see. And I'm so thankful to everybody who has gotten involved with the Classic, the club, um, supported us as a no laying up roost. Um, you all know, if you know me, if you've been involved with the club for very long, how important it is to me to do a, a proper job of serving you all, how um, high of standards I've set for myself and for the club. And so I apologize for the late release in this week's episode. Um, I think you all have kind of picked up that I have some stuff going on in my personal life that, um, you know, sometimes you got to keep the main thing the main thing. I've said that before. And, um, you know, you all understand that this isn't a paid gig. I'm doing what I do out of love and out of service for y'all. Um, and I'm going to continue to do that. That's not going to stop. It's just going to ramp up, but just needed to take some time for myself. And I appreciate everybody's understanding and patience as I've done that. And uh, I hope that you all enjoy this week's episode. As always, brought to us by the fine folks at Golf RX. Um, Golf RX and Mountain Juliet, custom club fitting, club repair, whatever you need. They got a brand new simulator. Ryan Smith, Seth Grissom, they can absolutely get you dialed in. Um, I need to go see them soon. Saw Ryan Sunday at the retreat at Henry Horton. And, uh, you know, he's he's played a lot of golf. He's played a lot of really good golf in his life. He, kind of like me, we don't play as much as we would like to, you know, with health and back problems and stuff like that. But the guy's got game. The guy's got the knowledge and the skills to get you dialed in. So go see Ryan Smith, Seth Grissom at Golf RX Mountain Juliet. Um, a lot of the guys in the club are seeing them to get dialed in. So, don't delay. Go ahead and get yourself over there so that you don't get too far behind these other guys that are already getting themselves in shape for the 2023 season coming soon. So thank you guys at Golf RX for your partnership, your continued support. And without any further delay, please enjoy today's episode. Rich, some guys like it quiet. Some guys like it loud. This is... Yeah, Gator needs to look like he needs some exercise. I don't know. Now that he has to play the shot, test anyone.
together, Jim, those two. It's a great story. Welcome into another episode of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Connor Hendrickson checking in from the Vinny Links today in Nashville, Tennessee. A little par three course down here. Metro Parks course. Joined by my man, John Stewart, a.k.a. Mr. 64. Stu, how are we doing today? Great. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me, Connor. I am psyched to be here. I have never played this place, but it looks great. Weather is great. Company is going to be great. Vibes are going to be high. Oh, yeah. Heck of a day on the banks of the Cumberland. They got a lot going on on the other side of the banks of CMA Fest, but this side, we're going to have a good time of our own. Um, so, yeah, we it's a small event today with the salute at Vinny Links, but like you said, going to be great company, great weather. Looking at the truck, it's 82 degrees right now. Um, yeah, vibes are high already. Low humidity, though. It is very nice. All right, so um, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into, uh, really, we have some exciting stuff to talk about today. As always, a lot going on with the High Cotton Club. Um, some merch updates, more extinction hats on the way. That hat is being placed, uh, or that order is being placed for those hats. So those should be coming soon if you place those. Um, tour visors, we're going to debut those that pre-sale, or pre-order rather, next week. So um, stay tuned for that. And then gloves, I'm just waiting on an email back. If I don't get an email back within, we'll say by the time that we launch the hats, then uh, or the pre-order for the hats, then we'll go ahead and switch distributors, get it dialed in with somebody else. I already have somebody ready to go, just um, trying to give this one company a shot. You know, we've had our own fair share issues with companies and manufacturers, um, but hey, we're getting it dialed in as we can. I think you see that across every industry right now manufacturing delays but they don't get back with us gotta move on listen for sure so hopefully it all works out but uh we we will see time will tell stay tuned for that um a lot going on in the world of golf right now we don't want to talk about that we said last week we are a roost podcast not a golf podcast if you want to hear a bunch of that stuff talked about um no laying up place to go there's some other podcasts where you can find some discussions but uh this is a roost podcast so outside of questions that we are directly asked don't expect um any coverage of that other golf tour going on is that fair that's fair that's fair we're not going to give it any oxygen as tc was saying i did tune in for a little while this morning on it i did too i, I did too and i enjoyed what i saw but uh we're not gonna i don't feel qualified to talk about it you know it's kind of one of those it feels like a weird place, right? It can get a little opinionated. Yeah, so um, yeah. kind of like politics, we're just going to leave it aside and do what we do and talk about all the stuff that we have going on from Indiana down to Alabama, from Mississippi to Knoxville. All right, so with that being said, we talked about we're here at the Vinny Links for the salute today. Three Club Challenge on 6-9 July 9th, or June 9th, excuse me, <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Um, three, six, nine. What, what do you feel about the format? How do you feel about, obviously it's a beautiful day. Um, I haven't seen the golf course before, but three clubs. I've never done three club, but I have done one club a okay. lot growing up. Okay. Um, so the first thought that came to my mind was I'm leaving the putter out of the bag. That okay. would be the closest thing to one club. I feel pretty confident putting with a eight iron or a wedge. So I feel like it's more advantageous to carry the extra wedge. I completely agree. Um, a little bit of chat in the Discord about what everybody's going with on the way down. 
Uh, I was asking over-unders for what people thought the low, uh, uh, let's see, growth score would be today. Um, like you, first thought was take putter, take a couple wedges. Um, looking at the scorecard, I can pull it back up, but the longest hole is the first hole. Par four, like 240. So, yeah, let's see here. 250, it says on the tee. Um, looking outside, I think that might be into the wind today. We'll see. But I thought immediately split that in two. Two comfy nine irons, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So I got nine iron in the bag. That's the longest hole solved. Feel good about making par there. And then I start looking at the distances of the other holes. I see 94, 110, 100, 92. All right, I need a club for that group of holes, right? Yeah, the is that kind of what you did? The first hole really threw a wrench in it when trying to strategize about what clubs I wanted. But then it was like, well, I ended up going with eight iron pitching wedge and 50. And just because hole number one should be eight iron pitching wedge, I think it'll be, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. And then the rest I mean, of that's them. That's that nine nine that I talked yeah. about, just a little different. But the rest of them should be pretty comfy numbers with those. Yep. Um, the second hole kind of threw a wrench in it for me, being 158. And like I said, that looks like that might be into the wind today. I just thought, just play it short and like get up and down. You know, if I'm, there's going to be bogeys made out there today. Um, but I feel good about my chances to make some birdies out there too. So if I can just make a bogey in a couple spots and maybe hit a couple wedges tight, we'll see how the greens are rolling, of course. Yeah, hole, hole two was the reason I chose eight iron and not nine iron. That's, because it would be fair. a comfy number. That's totally fair. If I if I felt a little bit more comfortable with my eight iron, that's probably what I would have done. But the nine iron, a little bit more loft on it. Um, we'll see. We will see. It's going to be exciting to see. Um, going through the Discord here and looking what, at what some other guys are taking. Um, let's see. Yeah, like, like Clay said in the Discord, the 250-yard opener is the twist. Um, he would have taken 9-iron, 56, and putter. But like I said, like we both said, no putter today for us. Um, Walt would have been going 4-8-52 and says 31-and-a-half is his over-under. I set it at 30. What are you feeling for the over-under? So it's, what, par 20? 28. Clay said 33 and a half. I was thinking three over. I would be extremely happy with that if I shot three over. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any way (laughs) without a putter and with only three clubs that I could probably shoot par better. If I do, then I really need to think about the rest of my bag, the way it's set up. <laughs> well, that's what a bunch of these guys like uh, Colin who play like a half set, that's what they'll say. Like, take some of the decisions away and like you just got to hit a golf shot. And um, I think you and I are both in a place where we have the ability to kind of paint a picture and execute. You will have to visualize the shots out here, especially if trying to imagine like a 142-yard shot with an 8-iron that's downwind. It's like, do I go – with a hard pitching wedge or a little late. Yes. And See, me have not having a seven iron in the bag for the past couple years now, I feel like this kind of those kind of guessing games and decisions might be okay here. I, I feel okay about I've it. Never, I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't had a seven iron for a couple years. Is there a story behind that? Why yeah, should we go ahead and get into that? 
We interrupt today's episode for a brief word from the great folks, the Rudder at Anchor High Marina. The Patton family is always taking care of us with the High Cotton Club, and they can take care of you, your friends, your family, whoever you want to go get some food and drinks with. The Rudder at Anchor High Marina on Old Hickory Lake is the great place to do it. Open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. with happy hour Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 6. It's definitely a place that you want to take, like I said, either your friends, your family. You can find them at 126 River Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and call them up at 615-348-0129. Open 11 to 11 Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to midnight Friday through Saturday, and again 11 to 11 on Sunday. So check them out. Good food, good drinks, great folks, and tell them the High Cotton Club sent you. So, uh, yeah, so Tanner and uh, a buddy of of his and, and a mutual friend, Kilgore, um, they came down when I was working at Sweetens and stayed at, this was like COVID era, um, or excuse me, let me restart. They came down COVID era to stay at my cabin um, in, at Lincoln County, which we will be having an event tied in with that in September down with the Huntsville area, so stay tuned for more on that. Um, but we went to Sweetens, we had a really big day. During COVID, I had built a little golf course in one of our pastures, had three green sites, and like six or seven tee boxes. So you had the chance to hit all sorts of kind of fun shots around our pond. And it was it was really fun. We had a big time with that. Well, after our big day at Sweetens, we got the gator out, turned the lights on, and we're driving around at night playing this golf course, continuing to have a big time. And so somehow my seven iron got left out there. Um, it was like 165 to cross the pond on the longest hole. So I always took seven iron. And that seven iron has to just have been mashed into the mud by cattle by now because I've never found it. Equipment has never hit it. Um, I don't know. That thing is just gone. So no seven iron. Haven't had a seven iron. Just so got to work with the eight and six. You just boycotted it. Just no, no more. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I can play a couple rounds of golf or I can go get a seven iron. Uh, I'll just figure it out with the eight and the six iron. What I would like almost more than a seven iron is to go over to Golf RX and get out into some sort of four wood type deal. I think that would really change my game because I just go driver, driver, three iron. That's my bag. And I have two drivers, two putters, no seven iron. My bag is a mess. I'm seeing a lot of people mess with kind of the top end of their bag with experimenting with, like when we were growing up, it was three wood. Later, later came along a five wood. Now you see people kind of tweaking with those degrees, maybe using a four wood, seeing a lot of seven woods now. And you can really get creative there at the, in that part of your bag now. There's yeah. so many more options. I feel like what I've had my eye on for a few years is a five wood with a three wood shaft on it. To try to get that high launch with the distance that the shaft gives me from the three wood. Um, that's kind of been my idea, but I'm not a club guy. So we'll see. It's a long ways away from making something like that yeah. happen anyway. I just got a new three wood and I kind of went the opposite way with it. Very rarely do I hit three woods into par fives. So I actually wanted something with a little more penetrating, lower spin. And it came in handy uh, when I first put it in the bag down at Tunica. The wind was just howling down there. And I could hit the three wood into the wind further than I could hit my driver. So it, that's exactly kind of that how like Frankenwood type deal that Phil did a few years ago. Yeah, I've got it set at like 14 yep. degrees. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, I love that. Um, gosh, I could talk about your setup and how you, your process all day long. 
But uh, moving on to our event this Sunday, the retreat at Henry Horton, another small event, but the last chance to qualify for the showdown at your home track, what a bunch of people assigned as my home track, the Legacy. Um, showdown at the Legacy is going to be a big old time. But before we get there, the retreat at Henry Horton going to be a Stableford. And we have, we've had a couple drop in, come out um, guys. So I think we're right around like nine or 10 down there, but still going to be fun. Still going to be some guys advancing. So got to play your best. That's a fun spot down there. We used to take a golf trip down there, a group of guys. It's a, you guys are going to have a blast. I'm pretty upset that I'm going to miss it. We're going to be on family vacation. It'll be the only event I missed this year, but I'm pretty bummed. What a guy. Wish, uh, if I had put that on Saturday, would you have been able to make it? Nope, we're leaving Saturday morning. All right, good. Makes me feel good about it. I know there was some debate about Saturday versus Sunday and kept it on Sunday just trying to give guys um, a little bit different option. I think, what, next Sunday after that's Father's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so try to, like, a little early, hey, Father's Day, congrats. Um, speaking of, I threw this in the Discord earlier. How many guys in the group do you think have young hitters of their own? Do your little ones play? They do. They have their own clubs. My five-year-old uh, is more interested in it than my three-year-old. Um, but we're kind of full t-ball mode right now. But he loves to go out in the evenings and and practice. Um, so he's he's starting to get the get the itch for it. He's got a he's got a good swing. We just have to like this time of year when we're playing t-ball, and then he's trying to play golf. His swings get a little mixed up. For sure, he'll take it back to the top and hold it like a baseball, <laughs> sit there and line it up, and then <laughs> swing it like so. the uh, the extended Hideki. Yeah. <laughs> Long pause at the top. <laughs> Very cool. Well, um, we'll see how many guys kind of express interest with uh, young hitters of their own. Obviously, I don't have any of my own, but we'd love to organize maybe a father-son, father-daughter, parent-child event, we'll call it that. Um, we'd love to, to get the young hitters out here and get, get them involved. All right, so the showdown at the Legacy on July 9th. We've talked about it before, but this is our chance, first chance to talk about it on the pod. Um, what are your thoughts? I know you you feel like you've been dialing it in. You you want that spot at the regional. Um, just talk me through your overall impressions of the showdown, the format that we're going with, the field that is kind of forming. So going into it, goal number one, just try to make the derby. You know, a, top make, eight guys, top, top eight, eight net guys. Yep. And then then you got to come out and play. That's that's when I'm hoping everything is primed. I think it's going to be wild, especially hoping everybody sticks around, even the guys that, that maybe don't make the derby. Follow around in golf carts. We'll get you hooked up, but that'll be that'll be sick. It should be an unreal setting, um, unreal competition. And I think it's the best way, really, I hate to toot our own horn, but it's the best way that I've seen that anybody's picking guys to go to the regional. Have you followed along with any of the other roosts? Yeah, so – I, I agree with that. You want to take the hot hands. Yeah. I mean, we've got plenty of good golfers. So why not do something like that and make sure you're getting the guys who have the hot hand? Mm-hmm. And the guys who got involved late. You know, there's guys who they're playing their first event on Sunday trying to get one of those spots at the showdown. Giving guys, you know, I know that there's been a lot of points races and stuff like that, but given those late kind of guys who are just figuring out what the high cotton club is, just figuring out the roof situation, still a chance to get involved and make it all the way. So excited to see. Are there any names that you kind of have circled on the, the list of qualifiers that you see 
maybe giving you a competition, maybe, because we're only taking two spots, and we're going to have probably right around 30 to 40 guys, depending on how many guys drop out. Well, we've Full got, field would be around 40. We've got a few legacy boys there. I mean, you got to kind of start there. Um, legacy is a golf course that it pays to have experience. You've got to miss them in the right spots out there. You've got to know where to hit it. I mean, Vince is, is always... If he's on the list, that's where I'm looking. He hasn't been playing as much lately. The uh, poor thing has to work for a living now, like the rest of us. So he doesn't get to come out and play every day. But he's one that can turn it on at any time. He could shoot 78 or 65. And if he goes out and qualifies with a few beers for the Derby and he's he's caught a vibe heading into that oh. Derby, he's a guy who he can have absolutely no pulse on the golf course. Would love to see him compete in that setting. Let's see who else we got here. Oh, big, I see. big old teddy bear. I played with him at Legacy the first time he ever saw it. I think he shot 78 first time he ever saw it. Okay, yeah, Basil for sure. I like him. He kind of had a pretty good feel for it Yeah, out there. I like that. I think Seth, um, I think he's going to go out and put a number to get into the Derby. And then once we get to the Derby, no strokes. So yeah, should be should be exciting there. Okay. Applesauce, he's another one. I mean, you, we we always joke you can get good applesauce or bad applesauce on your team. He he's a guy who you know he can go out and just I can totally see him just making the derby on the number and then going out and shooting like three under in the derby to qualify. He's notorious for throwing a. 43 33 on you oh no doubt front and back like. he absolutely has the ability he's a guy kind of like vince tough work schedule so a lot of the times fatigue has a huge role in how he's playing if he's feeling rested and ready to go dangerous competitor especially yeah. uh in a derby setting like that where he doesn't have to string it all together for 18 holes he can get hot like that just got to get hot and he's a guy who handles nerves really well so with all, everybody around, yeah, I can see him uh, doing some damage. That would be cool. Um, for me, I'm kind of looking at. Obviously, I would love to. I would love to make it, but I would actually not be able to go to Knoxville. I don't think so. Um, whatever happens, happens. We'll see. Um, that's one of the things here. Just because you don't make that last two, we're gonna have a list in order of merit. And if one of those two guys can't make it. We're going to fill those spots. I mean, we're taking four guys to Knoxville. Um, but, yeah, so obviously I want to do well. We said Seth. Um, you said Appleton. Beers. I'll say Beers. Beers plays well at any golf course he goes to, and he can make – he he can hit really good golf shots and make some birdies. So He's got a game that travels well, especially tee to green. Uh, I haven't played with him a, enough. To know about his his putting, that's that's usually what people struggle with at Legacy is reading the putts. Yep. If you don't have a lot of experience there. So I would also say some of our Alabama guys have a chance to really make some noise. Mace Muse, hell of a player. Dustin Ball, heck of a player. Um, and then Jay Mims went out, shot a what net like three, two under, whatever he did down at the Yellowhammer. So I have a strong suspicion he'll qualify for the Derby. We'll just see what happens once he gets there. Um, let's see. Yeah, moving down the list. 
I could definitely see Patrick Patton making some noise. Um, and then Brian Turley, definitely a name to watch. Definitely yeah. a name to watch. JP, is he's on there, right? Yep, JP's there. I played with him at the Extinction. He can hit it. Oh, he can hit it. He's got – I think he's got probably a really good overall game, just my impression. He impressions. won our group. Yep. And that's how, that's how he earned this spot. Mm-hmm. So, well – well earned um, his only event and he got a spot so it's going to be exciting to see him compete all right enough about the showdown the swag's going to be unreal um, we're dialing that stuff in really trying to take a step up just all across the board and this this season ending event even though it's ending our first season it's also kicking off our second season kind of and setting the tone for what we want the club to be moving forward I'm going to get the silent auction going on because I really want to jack up our charitable contributions without jacking up our event entry fees um, try always want to maintain the value for y'all. So doing what we can, trying to expand, trying to get better all the time, and appreciate your patience as we work through that. We're going to take a quick break from our show to talk about our sponsors, our title sponsors in Golf RX and Mount Juliet, located at 11972 Lebanon Road in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. You can contact them at 615-288-4539. Can't say enough about Seth Grissom and Ryan Smith. I did my weekly stop in with those guys this week and got to hit on the new simulator. Uh, these guys have continued to invest in their store and put themselves in a position to get you uh, dialed in. Several guys in the club getting dialed in uh, with Seth and Ryan here lately. If you need any lessons, club repairs, custom fittings, grips, any of those things, you can contact Seth and Ryan. They're open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, and they will be able to get you dialed in. Back to this episode. All right. The fourth edition of the High Cotton Classic is coming. Before we get into that, I want to hear your... I'm wearing the first edition shirt today. T-shirt out of the Vinny for our... This is my first T-shirt event. Excited about that. Um, you've competed in all three. We're signed up to compete in the fourth together. I just want to hear... We didn't know each other at all before the High Cotton Classic. We had been around each other a ton. We met on the putting green maybe a week or two before it started. We had... I had signed up. Yep. I saw it on Facebook. And uh, you introduced yourself to me one day just before I was getting ready to go out and play. I think you were just out there putting. Yep. And that was the first time that we had met. But it's been fun every single time. You do a fantastic job putting these things on. I love the four-ball idea, though. Switch it up. I, yeah, switch it up a little bit. Good way to get more people uh, involved. I think there's a lot of a, a big group of golfers out there that – would be more comfortable playing in a two-man format, uh, having a partner, having that camaraderie, and having a foursome and playing in a team-structured event, I feel like a lot of times can be a little bit looser, a little bit more fun, uh, whereas when you're mono playing, in, mono. playing in those mono and mono match plays, you're grinding. It can get intense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Being able to lean on your partner and uh, take a little bit of stress off of it and add a little bit more fun. Yeah. And if you lose, it's like it's not all on you, right? I mean, the the High Cotton Classic has its own place, but I like this having its own place as well in the fall. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the idea that I have moving forward is individual in the spring, uh, team in the fall. 
Um, like you said, get some more people involved. Last year, obviously, my goal was to expand it from 32 to 64 and just didn't have the interest that we were looking for. Um, I think that this is a way, and I've already seen on the sign-up sheet and with people reaching out, to get some more people involved who have maybe been hesitant or may, and maybe the, the team format is enough to get them through. Maybe it's the new logo that Patrick Patton came up with. Uh, whatever it is, excited to get some new folks involved. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, and, and I like the fact that you can bring in somebody from the outside. I almost treat it like a member guest type event where just – get more people involved in the club, let them see how much fun we have, how well these events are run. Uh, I think it's a great way to grow membership. Sure. So a couple names on the list. Um, Obviously, you and I are playing together. Chris Hawks and Andrew Key are playing together. Um, Those They played in the Barstool Classic together, so that should be exciting to see. Um, Paul McArthur and Patrick Patton joining up. The Doris boys getting it together. Um, Not surprised to see that. And then Brian Turley. And uh, Tucker Bagnardi, Turley bringing somebody in from the outside. So that should be interesting to see. Should be interesting (laughs) to see, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so excited, obviously. The swag is going to be awesome. Um, Everything that we're working on is trying to take it to the next level and excited to do so. Looking really forward to it. All right, moving on. Um, Q&A from Tanner about the fourth edition. How are you boys feeling about fourth edition partners? What intrigues you most about your partner, and why do you think you all will be contenders? It was kind of a no-brainer. It was right away yeah. when we knew the fourth edition was going to be four ball. Yeah, it didn't take much talk or dialogue to. Yeah, it's going to. And be we're us. two who really haven't played a ton of golf together. I think we, I can definitely count it on one hand. Maybe two, three rounds together. Maybe. Maybe. But I think. We followed each other long enough in all of these events. I think we know each other's game pretty well. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, my favorite part about this is the experience and the dog that I have as my partner. And same goes to the other side. I mean, the experience goes a long way in match play. You got to have that mentality going into it. No doubt. Going into a match. And you and I, I mean, we talked before our matches anyway. Um, the, the only thing, we might get too hyped before our match. We, we're going to have to calm ourselves down and avoid the group text. And we, other night in the Discord, we did have a little bit of, it was getting a little heated the other night. Beers was. I play every single round of golf with somebody else. The club as a whole understands the holes in my game. <laughs> All right. Everybody was behind 18 green at Park Mammoth when I went chunk S word to four feet. Like, my game is just erratic. I took a little bit of offense to the handicap notion that Beers oh, was alluding to. I for sure did. Because um, I just, for I think both of us, honesty and integrity are very important to how we live our lives and to the golfers that we want to be. So, uh, yeah. For the record, Beers, in 2022 so far, I've, I post every single round, by the way. I had 52 scores logged this year. In 2021, 111 scores. That ranged from 86 to 64 with a scoring average of 76. So, Yeah, I just don't play that much. So it doesn't take long to get back to my last you know, round in 2021. 
Um, I don't play that much, so my scores. I don't know. And I know. I, beer, I know. Beer I don't need to defend up. myself. I yeah, I know he's just cutting up. I don't need to defend myself. But, but it did. It to, cut. He don't need to be starting nothing. He can't finish. It, it did cut a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. So yeah, interesting there. We'll put that on the bulletin board. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. All right. So um, when we're talking about life advice, this is your first time giving life advice. Um, so I'll give you a second to kind of think of it. For me, um, it's kind of simple. Um, we all face challenges, tough times in our lives, whether personal, professional. Um, whenever you're walking into or through the darkness, you, it can kind of feel like you're like walking into a fog and you don't know the next step that you're going to take. You just don't know what's ahead of you. The only way that you get through it is one step at a time. So don't stop moving. Um, keep taking that step and eventually you'll get through it. So I like that. Yeah, that's, that's me for today. Um, what about you? How are you feeling? So I like this one. If you blame it on someone else, don't expect it to get better. Mm. And that just alludes to you have to take responsibility for what happens in your own life. You can't fix it unless you take the responsibility to know that you are the only one who can fix it. So I think taking that approach going through life not blaming other people for your own problems take responsibility take accountability move forward fix things the best you can as you go i like that and uh, i think that's something that we can all take for sure i love that all right so any closing thoughts on your first podcast i know it was, it was kind of a quick episode we, we ran through it yeah it was only uh one and a half natties <laughs> the tall boys though i had to <laughs> dial you in right no, it's, this has been fun. I'll do it anytime. Well, I appreciate you very much. Appreciate everybody for listening. Um, as always, thank you so much for your support of our No Laying Up Roots, the High Cotton Club. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And uh, until next time, we are on to the next one. Mm-hmm.